When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi folks, welcome to the return of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast. It feels good to be saying that. My name is Mark McGettigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. This podcast is now supported by Fantasy Football Scout and a huge thanks to them for getting me up and running so quickly ahead of Game Week 30. It's good to be back behind the mic. If you're a new listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode and come back for the next one. And to the long-time listeners, hello again. It's good to have you back for the final stretch of the campaign. I'm recording this episode on Monday morning. You can look forward to the 59th Minute Podcast around lunchtime every Monday from now on. Also, when there's a Saturday FPL deadline, there will also be a Friday episode to round up the pressers and answer your questions. There's plenty more action to come this midweek in Double Gaming 29, so make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss Friday's episode. On today's show, I'll take a quick look at how Gimme29 is going so far, update the watch list, answer questions from Twitter, and take an early look at captaincy and potential transfers for the game week. A quick look at Double Gaming 29 so far. How is the team doing? I ended up making two free transfers. Sold two Arsenal players, defender Gabriel and midfielder Odegaard. And I brought in Manchester United duo Luke Shaw and Bruno Fernandes. So obviously that hasn't gone so well so far. But the United guys do have a second fixture against Brentford and will hopefully do the business. Bringing those two in. Wasn't just for Double Game Week 29, they were viewed as long-term picks anyway. So hopefully they'll do the business between now and the end of the season. Captain Matoma of Brighton, I was heading to the Edinburgh FPL meetup at the weekend and I just fancied something different. Uh, I knew it was going to be a fun day out with you know lots of people on different captains. And to be honest, I know a lot of people moan about content creators picking the same teams and the same captains and even as a content creator I'm getting tired of the same teams and the same captains and I was online Saturday morning every team I was seeing on Twitter had Rashford captain so I said I'm going to take this as an opportunity just to go against the grain which I don't usually do and I captain Matoma for a fun pick really enjoyed his goal on Saturday and hopefully there's more to come in the second round of matches activated the bench boost as well currently on 69 points which mid-week, mid-game week is a green arrow from 125k to 84k. So hopefully I will finish with a nice healthy green arrow and head closer towards that target of top 50k. The points so far have come from Raya, 
what an impressive performance it was from him. Six points despite conceding three goals. Trippier doing the business as he often does. Fabian Cher got the clean sheet against Manchester United. Should have had more, quite a few goal attempts in the game for Fabian Cher. Captain Matoma, March with the assists. Ivan Tony and Watkins doing the business up front as well. Blanks so far for Kepa, Shaw, Estupinen, Rico Henry, Rashford, Bruno and Saka. Very frustrating on the bench boost that Saka was ill. Harry Kane also yet to play on Monday night. Shoutouts from the game week at the halfway stage. We have three new members to the 59th Minute Club. I was really hoping there would be a few for this episode back because there hasn't been any for the last couple of game weeks. A warm welcome to Arsenal pair Thomas Partey and Gabriel Jesus. Grab yourselves a drink and also buy one for Leicester's Victor Christensen who also joins the infamous club. Keep an eye on those clocks during the midweek games and be sure to tag me in a tweet if you see someone getting the dreaded substitution. A watch list update now ahead of Game Week 30. The players removed, first of all, Harvey Barnes from Leicester. Brendan Rodgers is gone. We don't really know what's going to happen there. And the main reason I've removed Barnes from the watch list is if I go for a Leicester midfielder, it's going to be their talisman, James Madison. And I really don't see a scenario where I would have double Leicester midfield. So Barnes is gone. He has looked good. I still think he's fine as a differential. But for me, if I go there, it's going to be James Madison. Also removed... Ferguson from Brighton he picked up a knock with Ireland on international duty I know a few people went there for a bench boost or just as a pickup for Game Week 29 but Danny Welbeck played and scored I've already got triple Brighton anyway so don't have a space for Ferguson in my squad in the near future Danny Ings is gone as well the Ings was on the watch list as was one or two other West Ham players mainly because they had double Game Week 29 now that that is out of the way I don't really see myself going there. Ings, I think, only played about 64 minutes anyway, which is not what you want to see. You know, I've got Tony, I've got Watkins, I've got Kane. Could end up back on Haaland, so there's not really a space for a Danny Ings at the moment anyway. Also removed the Chelsea forwards, Havertz and Joe Felix. Just not interested in investing in that squad while it's a bit of a mess at the moment. Graham Potter has also lost his job, so we don't really know what's going to happen in terms of team sheets, structure, tactics, all that kind of stuff, until we know who the new manager is. And until that is the case, Havertz and Joe Felix will not be coming into my FPL team. Final player removed is Solanke. Probably a bit harsh to remove him after he was on the score sheet, but again, a bit like Danny Ings, on the watch list because he was an option for double game week 29. Now that it's back to single game weeks for Bournemouth and Solanke, I don't see him making it in. Players added to the watch list ahead of the weekend's three Manchester City midfielders. I could have added four. I didn't add De Bruyne because I just think financially probably a bit tight to get him in. I've got Bruno Iron up Haaland's, so De Bruyne is a bit of a stretch. And I think the other midfielders are offering better value anyway. I like the cash shaving that they give you, and you can do that, you know, do other things with you in your squad with those guys. So Grealish has been added, Gundogan as well, and Riyad Mahrez. So I think we're all going to be looking at Manchester City midfielders in the near future, now that we don't have to focus too much on teams like Brentford for double game week picks. So Grealish... And Gundogan seemed to be 
a little bit more secure than Mares in terms of minutes. I know Foden's out for a couple of weeks, so that's probably good news for Mares. But yeah, Grealish and Gundogan, I think, will probably end up being quite a hotly debated topic over the next couple of game weeks. On the eye test, both players are passing it. Grealish has never really done it FPL-wise, despite being such a good footballer. Struggles to convert it into FPL points, but it was you know good to see him on a score sheet and, and creating goals at the weekend. Good to one, just has that wonderful knack of arriving in the box at the right time and always seems to end up with decent chances. Very composed finish as well against Liverpool. So Grealish, good to one. And then you've got Mares when he's on the pitch. We know his numbers are incredible. We just wish he got more minutes. And obviously Champions League is going to muddy the waters a wee bit in terms of rotation over the next few weeks as well. But certainly on my mind, Grealish, Gundogan and Riyad Mahrez. Other players added to the watch list, Andreas Pereira, 4.3 million, three goals, 10 assists for the season now. And my thinking here is, now that I've played my bench boost, if there's a point in the season where I go back to 3-4-3 formation, Andreas Pereira would probably come in as the fifth midfielder for the first sub on the bench. Gabriel Jesus also added to the watch list following his brace on his return to action. Again, welcome to the 59th Minute Club, Jesus. But good to have him back and good to have another forward option in our teams, especially if Mr. Ivan Tony ends up getting a ban soon for one reason or another. So just, again, mainly for new listeners, usually each week I'll just, uh, on the watch list section, I'll tell you what players have been added and what players have been removed. But because I know some of you are probably new this week, there I'll just run through who exactly is on the watch list at the moment. So I've told you who's been added. There's a total of 12 players on the watch list. So in addition to those players that I added this week, players who were already there from last week, Ben Chilwell, it was a very uncomfortable watch at the Edinburgh meetup as a non-Chilwell owner when most other people around me did have him. You know, disallowed goal, looked threatening every time he went forwards. But I did have a little silent celebration when he picked up the yellow card in that game. Other players already on the watch list. Mo Salah, McAllister at Brighton. But again, I've got triple Brighton, so I won't be able to get there easily unless I make a sideways move. Madison, hopefully, can perform well now under a new manager. Martinelli, Erling Haaland and Isaac at Newcastle. Very impressed with Isaac again against Manchester United. But not ideal when you see him come off and Callum Wilson come on and score. So it's probably not going to be a 90-minute man every week. So those are the 12 players who have a chance of coming into my squad in the near future. Time for some questions now. If you want to get your question featured on the podcast, I put out a tweet tweet each week for questions on the FPL General Twitter account. So keep an eye out for that. Send in your question. And if it's a good one, it will make the cut with the other nine Usually pick out 10 of the best each week. Questions this week. First two are quite similar. One from FPL Bafana. Perhaps the only question this week is how essential is it to bring Haaland back in if he is fit? Bafana says perhaps asking the question is providing the answer. And Andy FPL Mode similarly asks how much do we trust getting Haaland back with Champions League and potential rotation? Is he less essential than he's been all season? And I think that sentence from Andy, is he less essential than he's been all season, is something I agree with. With this very busy Champions League phase of the season, with him missing out in a big game against Liverpool with an injury, he certainly isn't as essential as he was in the first half of the season. In terms of the Man City fixtures, they now play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. And that looks like Southampton at home, Bayern Munich at home. 
Leicester at home, and then Bayern away. So three home games coming up. Also a big factor here is they're chasing Arsenal in the league. It would have been you know, a different story if City were 10, 15 points clear at the top of the table. Probably wouldn't, you know, again, that would have diminished Haaland's appeal. But I think the fact that Arsenal are very much in the driving seat for the league, I feel like if Haaland is fit, he will be on the pitch for Manchester City. So again, this is Monday, so there's no point debating this too much. Let's come back to this on the Friday episode after Pep's press conference. Let's see what its comments are and then we can make a more informed decision. But it feels like we're probably going to end up on Friday night in a tricky scenario where we probably don't have much information from Pep. You know, just as usual, we have another training session. Let's see how he is, all that kind of stuff. We're going to be left with a decision, you know, do we get him in for Southampton or do we risk going without him and hoping that he doesn't get too many minutes and he's protected for Bayern? So again, like I said, come back to that on Friday. But again, at the moment, you know, my initial plan was get rid of Ivan Tony this week, get Haaland in for Southampton. So let's see what Pep has to say. Question from Brett at FPL Shake and Bake. Is it worth switching from Estupinen to get the Brighton midfield triple up? So this is certainly viable because very often, we've seen it again at the weekend, all three of March, Matoma and McAllister delivered, whether it be goals or assists. And they, you know some of them tend to do quite well in the bonus as well. McAllister would have done well in the bonus if he didn't pick up that late yellow card. Again, that was another enjoyable moment for me at the FPL meetup as a non-McAllister owner, seeing the frustration of the McAllister owners lose the bonus points because of that yellow card but again I'm, I'm the more I talk on this podcast I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty nasty FPL manager the way I'm, the way I'm thinking about others other teams I need to focus on my own team and not be worrying about others so in terms of the Brighton triple up in midfield I think it is viable but the problem is you're then taking up three midfield spots out of five when there's a lot of good options elsewhere as well you know your Rashford's I know he blanked but he's still a very good option Saka Salah's coming back into the picture and then, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be looking at Manchester City midfielder soon as well. So for me, I feel like two bright midfielders is enough. And again, another argument there is I still think Estupinen is a very good option. Yes, Brighton are probably going to concede a lot, but he's very, very good going forward. I was watching some of the highlights today and he was popping up in really good kind of central attacking midfield areas, which you don't often see from a left back. Estupinen uh, did create four chances in that game as well. So I feel like if you're on Estupinen, uh, I think you stick with them, uh, and likewise with the midfielders, whichever midfielders you're on, I, th- I don't think it's probably worth switching between them. I think your transfers can be better used elsewhere. So I reckon if you've got a stupid in, and if you've got any of March, Matoma, McAllister, you've made your bed. I think you probably just stick with it. Question from FPL Lost, Mo Salah. Yes, that's the question. So very simple, two-word question, Mo Salah. What is my opinion? So Liverpool fixtures, Arsenal at home next, then it's Leeds. They play Nottingham Forest in game week 32, which is attractive if you, more so if you're not using your free hit that week. My plan is to free hit in game week 32. But if I didn't have a free hit left, then maybe, you know, getting Salah in earlier might be a little bit more attractive. After that, it's West Ham and then Liverpool have the double game week in 34. So I do think Salah's going to come back into the picture. You know, he'll be a a captaincy candidate if we can't rely on Haaland in terms of minutes and fitness. Obviously, I don't like the I don't like the Arsenal fixture next for Salah, but after that, Leeds is good. Forest at home in 32 is good, and West Ham is a pretty good fixture this season as well. So I think my plan, because I'm going to be on free hit 32, 
I don't have as much love for Liverpool assets because I can just get them for the good fixture against Forest in 32 and then just say goodbye to them again in game week 33. But certainly, I do think Salah, if you're going for a Liverpool asset, to me, he'll be the most secure in terms of minutes. He's got the penalties. So yeah, I do expect Salah to score a decent amount of points between now and the end of the season. And I probably will own him at some point. But it might not be until like game week 34 for the double and on the free hit in 32. Question from FPL Baba Yaba. What do we do with Chilwell? So obviously Chilwell owners are left very frustrated after that performance. But as someone who watched the game as a non-owner, I said to a few people during the game, I just need to buy this guy because watching it was not fun. It reminded me of the early weeks of the season where I sold Cancelo for two or three game weeks. And I watched the City games through my hands because Chilwell just looked so good going forward like Cancelo did. Remember him back in this early part of the season. In terms of the numbers, Chilwell had four goal attempts. Three of them were from inside the box. He had a goal ruled out. You know, there's going to be a new manager coming in. So could there be a new manager bounce there as well for Chelsea? You'd like to think so. Certainly can't get any worse. But again, the new manager thing, you know, again, maybe there's some doubts there. If a new manager is coming in, is Chilwell going to continue to get significant game time? Is he going to play in the same role? Or could there be a bit of a shake-up? The good thing is Chelsea play Wolves next, which I think is an okay fixture. So I think you just keep Chilwell for that one. It's bright enough to that, so maybe reassess at that point. But certainly watching that game at the weekend, I know Chilwell didn't get you any points, but on another day, he could have got you 15 points easily. So keep him and reassess it after the Wolves game. Question from NZFPL. I presume that's New Zealand FPL. Will Bruno Fernandes continue to play deep? Yeah, it was not a fun watch as a Manchester United fan losing to Newcastle. Also not a fun watch as a new Luke Shaw and Bruno Fernandes owner because Bruno was very deep in the game. And I think the issue we have is, I was looking at it today, I thought Casemiro might have been back game week 30, but it looks like he's not back to game week 31. So two more league games to go without him. Now, the only thing is I'm hoping because it's Brentford at home next, that there might be a slightly different role for Bruno Fernandes. You know, just because he played deep against uh, at the weekend doesn't mean he's going to play deep again against Brentford. A home game, you know, better fixture on paper. Hopefully, there'll be you know the likes of Fred McTominay, these guys, Sabitzer will play deeper, and Bruno will be afforded you know a bit more license to get forward, possibly on the right or something like that. So, all is not lost just yet after one performance, but. The, Obviously, if he, if, he, if he plays in a summer position against Brentford, we might need to look to ship him off. But again, always got those penalties as well uh, as a little kind of backup. So fingers crossed things will go better for Bruno against Brentford. And again, we'll come back and talk about him on Friday. Question from FPL Grass FC. What is the best Manchester City triple up? Grass FC says, I'm on free hit 32 and I don't want to buy Liverpool assets. So for me, I'm still going to put Haaland up there as the best City asset regardless of fitness I then think you probably go for a cheaper midfielder over De Bruyne just so you can spread your cash out elsewhere and Ederson I think might come into the you know into the scenario again now because a lot of us were on a bench boost recently or a couple of weeks ago when we had kind of two cheaper goalkeepers a lot of us are on Kepa now there's a bit of uncertainty at Chelsea you know David Raya I've got, you know, am I happy to start him every week I'm not so sure even though he's doing a very, very good job this season so Ederson you know, as a kind of goalkeeper you bring in, maybe and just start every week between now and the end of the season, uh, apart from those doubles where you might have another goalkeeper, is certainly attractive. The thing about Ederson, you know, it's it comes down to, you know, if you're going to go for a defender, which one do you go for? There's always a bit of rotation, so you just get Ederson who plays every game. You could always go triple attack, but again, kind of goes back to that triple Brighton attack I talked about earlier. There's a lot of options. 
you know, it's quite hard to fit in triple Manchester City. A lot of us only, a lot of us don't have Manchester City at all at the moment. So getting to triple City attack is quite a stretch. So for me, it's probably Haaland's Grealish or Gundogan, whichever takes your preference. I probably slightly prefer Gundogan at the moment. And then Ederson as a safe defensive pick. Question from Bury Bowl FC. With United, Brighton, Chelsea and Manchester City blanking in Game Week 32, who do we have to transfer out each week on the run-up to that week, considering most of us will have around six to eight of them involved? So this is a question geared to managers who don't have a free hit chip or or do have one but are not planning to use it in Game Week 32. So you could end up being short of players in that Game Week. So United, Brighton, Chelsea and Manchester City blanking then... Off the top of my head, do Manchester City blank that week? I can't even remember. But certainly, certainly those others, Chelsea, Brighton and United do. Keep, my notes here say, keep the Brighton midfielders, like I said earlier. Keep Rashford if you've got him. I think you can lose Chelsea if you've got a Kepa. Uh, Chilwell, like I said, keep him for Wolves then reassess. But maybe you will lose him at some point before 32 or maybe in 32 itself. And also, as stupid and if you are... If you feel like you're very short of players and you don't have a free hit, you probably can lose a stupid in closer to the time as well. But again, I think my main note here is you don't need to have 11 players in Game Week 32. So don't feel like you need to ship out loads of good players like your Matomas, like your McAllisters, like your Rashfords, just to get to 11 players in 32. You know, Get the points beforehand and deal with 32 You know, closer to the time. I know it is close, but I mean, you know, maybe your transfers in Game Week 31 and 32 are much more geared towards it than your, your transfers in Game Week 30. Yeah, just double-check. Manchester City do, of course, blank in Game Week 32. This is me getting used to recording at 9 o'clock in the morning as opposed to 9 o'clock at night. Question from FPL Head Teacher. When is the best time to free hit? Should we do it in blank Game Week 32 or in a big double like Game Week 34? Again, my notes here just say it's very team-dependent for the free hits. The best thing to do is open your team up alongside a fixture ticker. And decide what is the best for your squad. For me, free hit 32 looks better because I've got triple Brighton. I've got triple Manchester United. I don't have any Liverpool players who play Nottingham Forest at home that week. And I've only got one Arsenal player now who plays Southampton that week. So it'll be a case of probably loading up on Liverpool and Arsenal on the free hits. And then getting my Brighton and Manchester United players back afterwards. Question from George Butters. Recently fallen from the top 10k all the way down to outside of the top 100k. Who are the best differential options for the next few game weeks to try and turn red arrows green? Again, I'm not going to list out differentials here because I feel like even though we are now going into game week 30, there is an awful lot of FPL points still to be had over the next, you know, seven, eight, nine game weeks. If you're anywhere probably between, you know, 100k and 150k, and if your target is to get back to top 10k, it's still very much doable with, you know, your regular good FPL picks, your good value picks that have good fixtures that play for the best teams. I really don't think you need to go down the route of being totally crazily different with your differentials over the course of the next couple of game weeks. Maybe when it gets to game week 34, 35, that's when you might really go for it if you haven't made up ground between now and then. But I'm very much of the kind of slow and steady chip away at it approach and try and make up, you know, 10, 20k every week rather than trying to make up, you know, 70 or 80k in one game week with differentials. Because what I've found in the past is if you go gung-ho, and you go for suboptimal picks, more than likely you're going to end up with a bigger hole to dig yourself out of. So yeah, stick with good picks, good teams, good fixtures, and the green arrows should come. 
captaincy and potential transfers now for game week 30. Captaincy, first of all, a very early look at this. And I feel like if we get to Friday and there's still doubts over Haaland, it's going to be another week where captaincy is going to be pretty wide open, like it was in double game week 29. So Haaland's away to Southampton if he's fit, but the Bayern Munich game is three days later. Does he play even if he is fit? Or does he play 60 minutes? Does he play 30 minutes? So there's a lot of question marks there. So I feel like a lot of us will be looking elsewhere for the captain's armband. Rashford is at home to Everton. Hopefully United are better against Brentford and we can confidently captain Rashford in that fixture. Harry Kane's at home to Brighton. Not an easy fixture, but Brighton to me are a team that will always look to outscore their opponents. Their games are very exciting and I think they will concede goals in games. So Kane is attractive for that reason. Ollie Watkins, the man in form, is at home to Nottingham Forest. He's a viable captaincy candidate. James Madison is at home to Bournemouth. And then you've got Liverpool against Arsenal, if you fancy something in that one. But those tend to be games that I avoid for the captaincy. So for me, it's going to be Haaland if we get good news. And then it's probably a case of Rashford versus Kane if we don't. Potential transfers for the weekend. Like I said, the plan always was Tony to Haaland this week. I've left cash in the bank for it so I can do it for free. Question is, will Haaland even play? So it's going to be a Friday night decision when we have all the information from the pressers. If we, if there's question marks over Haaland, I might bank the transfer. Uh, my team looks fine on paper. Maybe just keep Tony for another game. Not ideal because I think I'd be playing Tony up against my double Newcastle defence this week. So we'll think about that on Friday's episode. Yeah, so yeah, I'll come back to that on, on Friday's episode. But it's probably, it's either get Haaland or bank the transfer. Thanks for listening, folks. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review, hit the subscribe button and give it a share or retweet on your social media if you enjoyed it. It will help old and new listeners to find it easily on the various podcast platforms because this is a new podcast feed. So any shares on it are very much appreciated to get the word out there. If you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL general or at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL general. Any support on either platform is very much appreciated as well. Best of luck for the remaining games in Double Gaming 29. And I will talk to you again on Friday to preview Gaming 30 in more detail. Goodbye for now. Podcast Network.